Radio.com presents stories of mystery and intrigue, espionage and suspense. Hear tales of ticking time bombs, mysterious crime scenes, and cloak and dagger action. This is Relic Radio Thrillers. Very interesting, but I don't care. (laughs) 
You can keep your, uh, your, uh... Paranoia? Yeah. And I'll take Dick Tracy. Well, everyone to their own taste. Inspector, hmm? if you intend to read the comics, would you be so good as to keep your right hand a bit closer to mine? I find it quite difficult to hold my magazine and turn the page with these handcuffs on. Want an apple, Davis? No, thank you, Inspector. Well... I'll slice it in half in case you change your mind later on. It's an attractive knife you have there, Inspector. The handle's mother of pearl, isn't it? Hmm? Uh, oh, yeah. What are you thinking about, Inspector? I was thinking of you, Davis. Me? You're a funny duck. I can't help but wonder about you. Wonder how? Why'd you do it, Davis? Well, now, wasn't it you who suggested we didn't think about it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, you needn't be, because I don't mind. Not really. Matter of fact, I rather enjoy talking to you. Inspector, have you ever been in love? Well, yes, certainly. But that's a funny question. How was yours? Yeah. See, I didn't tell the others. That rooming house. I lived there myself. I took the room under an assumed name. Dorothy lived right above me. We were engaged once, Dorothy and I, two years ago. We were going to be married. We were very much in love. Then suddenly she started to change toward me. I thought it was my imagination at first. Then all at once I knew it was true. She had changed. Someone else? No, there was no one. That's why I couldn't understand it. We had a date one night. She told me it was all over. And she moved. I searched for her everywhere. And finally I found she had taken a room in a boarding house. I called her many times, but she left word that she wasn't at home to me. That's when I moved there myself. Oh, to get her back? No, no, I, I knew it was impossible, as she told me. I, I just wanted to be near her, to see her. I'd watch her go down the stairs to work in the morning. Then I'd hurry home in the evening, so I'd be there first to see her come back to her room after work. And she never knew you lived there? No, never. That is until the night before it happened. I met her on the stairs outside the house accidentally. She told me she was going to be married. <laughs> I congratulated her. I remember that. And I went up to my room, but I couldn't sleep that night. Because I could hear her laughing and talking upstairs with some man. The following night, I heard the same man's voice up in her room. With the thought of him being there, I didn't like it. Then there was a butcher knife laying on the kitchen table. She took it and I walked up the stairs. I knocked on the door. Dorothy answered, and I, I found her alone. It was him that I wanted, and so I started to go. Then I looked at her face. She was laughing at me. At me. I couldn't stand it. I took the knife, and, and I killed her. Just like that, Inspector, I killed her. Cigarette, Davis? No, thank you. But, Inspector, I, I believe I'll change my mind about that half of the apple. I, could I have it now? Sure. Yeah. Well, would you be good enough to peel it for me, you know? Hmm? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait till I get my knife. Here you are. 
Oh, I dropped the apple, would you? Huh? And you dropped your knife, Inspector. Davis! Davis, don't move. You're exceedingly unobserving, Inspector. I didn't dream it would be quite so simple to knock the knife out of your hand. Not over, Davis. Really, Inspector, with this blade in your ribs, aren't you overlooking the fact that I'm giving the orders now? What do you expect to get out of this? First, your key to these handcuffs. Okay, give them to me. Be quick about it, please. Thank you. Now your revolver, please. Listen, Davis. You'll never get away with this. Your description will be wired to every police station or sheriff's office in the country. Ah, but you're mistaken. Who is going to wire my description? Why, I... You? Uh... Oh, no, Inspector. I trust that at some time or other you will have the foresight to take out a life insurance policy payable on your death to your wife and children. It would be a shame to see your family left uncared for. You mean... I mean that at a propitious moment I intend to kill you, Inspector. Now give me all your credentials and identifications, please, Inspector. What do you want my papers for? You are dull, Inspector. But I suppose no more so than your law enforcement compatriots. You see, I plan on taking your credentials and representing you. <laughs> Rather fortunate that we're quite alike in stature, isn't it? You must be insane to try something like this. That's one of your first profound observations. Do you recall my mentioning paranoiacs a while ago? Yeah. I wouldn't confide this to anyone but you, Inspector. But inasmuch as you're unlikely to repeat anything you hear, I might as well tell you that... For some time now, I've been rather worried that I myself might possibly be mentally afflicted. You're not serious. Oh, but I am quite serious. You see, I've only recently become aware of a certain Machiavellian cleverness in my actions and plots. A cleverness that I must admit was not previously endowed in me. Further, although I like you exceptionally well, Inspector, I'll confess that strangely enough, I'm going to rather enjoy killing you. You are crazy. As I've said, say nothing. Yes, who's there? Conductor. What do you want? Open up, please. What do you want? I have to have your tickets. Oh, one moment. Conductor doesn't know you by sight, does he? Answer me, does he know you? No. I'll unlock the door. Give me your wrist. Here, put one of these handcuffs on. Quick. There. You stay beside me. Don't make a move. Understand, not one move. Oh, I'm sorry I was so long in answering. One has yes, to be very... Inspector Harwell, we were told that you'd have a prisoner with you. Oh? Oh, yes, you were told, of course. I hear the ticket. Ah, uh, if there's anything you should want, Inspector, just press that button for the porter. I have him standing by. Oh, thank you. Well, hope your trip comes off all right. I'm sure it will, thank you. Well, then I'll be um, getting along. Conductor. Yes? Uh... How long before we reach Banning City? Oh, about an hour and a half, Inspector. Oh, well, thank you again. Sure thing. All right, Inspector. I I think we'd better get these handcuffs off now. What do you intend to do now, Davis? Well, Inspector, you heard what the conductor said. One hour and a half until we reach Banning City. That doesn't leave us very much time, does it? What are you getting at? Well, if I'm going to make good my escape, I'll have to start making arrangements now, won't I? Davis... Davis, put that knife away. Forgive me, Inspector, but I'm very afraid that propitious moment has arrived. Davis, wait. I'm wait, sorry, Inspector. Wait, I'm wait, very... wait. A blast of steam from the locomotive's whistle drowns out the last gurgling cry of Harwell, the Inspector. The man with a pearl-handled pocket knife. 
realized too late that the affability of his train companion was but a camouflage to hide a razor-edged obsession. Returning now to compartment B, car 92, and three passengers bound from Willet Falls to the prison city of Ben. In our story, starring Vincent Price. As the speeding train hurtles down the threads of steel that leads to the death house of Banning City, Davis stares thoughtfully into the glazed eyes of the man he's just murdered. His cunning, insane mind carefully, analytically planning his next move with the same shrewd detachment of a chess player moving a pawn. His eyes flicker down to his wrist, still locked in a steel embrace with that of his victim. And again his mind floods with the exhilaration of his master craftsmanship, the overpowering strength of his one obsession. Well, Inspector, too bad you couldn't have stayed long enough to witness the last act of my little drama. So you see, now that I've killed you, the rest becomes quite simple. I have sent for the conductor, Inspector, and do you know why? I'm going to ask him to stop the train so that I might make an important call to headquarters. Thereupon, I will disappear, and by the time your body is discovered, I will undoubtedly be in another county, thanks to your credentials. Oh, but come now, you'd better straighten up a bit. There, there, that's better. Oh, here now, I hadn't noticed that you bleed quite profusely. Perhaps we'd better place my handkerchief inside your coat. So you won't appear to be wounded. There you are. I'm sure you'll look... Yes? Yes, who's there? It's the conductor, Inspector Harwell. Oh, wait a minute, please. Well, Inspector, I must be handcuffed to you again, unfortunately. Come in. The uh, porter said you wanted to see me, Inspector. Yes, indeed. It appears that I left some very important papers regarding my prisoner in Willett Falls. This, I'm afraid, will necessitate an immediate phone call. Mm, well, I could have the train stop for you, Inspector. Oh, fine. Only I don't know where you could make a call. This is desert we're passing through. The last stop where you could have got a phone was Cartwright when we picked up our last passenger. Are you sure? Sure as taxes, Inspector. I'm sorry. However, we're on time, being banning in an hour, if that'll do any good. Of course it won't do me any good. I just finished telling you that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Inspector. Oh, yes, well, thank you. Say, uh, what's wrong with your, with your friend there? What? Your pal. Is he snoozing? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's, he's taking a little nap. Oh, how do you like that? A guy that can sleep on his way to the death house. <laughs> Boy, some of these killers are sure cold-blooded, aren't they? Yes. Yes, aren't they, though? Uh, well, Inspector, if that's all, oh, I... Uh... Yes, yes, thank you anyway. So long. Yes, so long. Oh. Well, now what do you think of that, Inspector? It seems that fate has interceded momentarily, doesn't it? Well, I've never jumped from a moving train before, but, well, the sand should be of help. Oh, wish me luck, Inspector. Now, let's get these handcuffs off, hmm? There. Well, it's clumsy of me to drop your keys, eh? Should be under the seat here. 
can't reach them. I'll try it with my foot. I, I can't reach the keys. I can't reach them. And the handcuffs won't come off without those keys. The handcuffs won't come off. If you were alive, Inspector, you'd think me a coward, wouldn't you, to become frightened when I found myself unable to reach those handcuff keys. <laughs> but you would admire me for realizing in time that frenzy must be exchanged for resourcefulness, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, who's that? I'm sorry to bother you, Inspector. Yes, Conductor, what is it? Uh, this lady here got on a cart right, and we can't find a place for her to sit in the chair car. Oh? She's only going as far as Banning, and I suggested she might share your compartment, if you don't mind. Well, it so happens I do mind. This compartment is reserved by the police department of Willett Falls, and not for the convenience of wayward travelers. Now, uh, just a minute. Oh, now, Conductor, I didn't know. Uh, it's all right, miss. Uh, listen, Inspector, this compartment is not reserved. It's a courtesy that the line shows to the police department whenever possible. You'll find that your ticket actually calls for a chair car in Coach 3. Now, if you don't intend to cooperate with us, I'll have to ask you to move to Coach 3. That is, if you can get in at all. Well, under the circumstances, I don't seem to have much choice, do I? Show the lady in. All right, here you are, miss. Forty minutes before we reach Banning, I'll call you. Oh, thank you, Conductor. Yes, Conductor. By all means, call us when we reach Banning City. We'll be waiting. Inspector, I... I'm really terribly sorry that my company was more or less forced upon you. I'd like to apologize. It's all right. Trains are crowded these days. I suppose we just have to make the best of it. I can understand that you would have some hesitancy about having a woman in the same compartment with a murderer. Murderer? Yes, your conductor told me all about your prisoner. But it really doesn't frighten me at all. It doesn't? No. You don't mind being here with a murderer? Not as long as you're here. I'll just trust you to take care of the situation. You... you trust me? Of course. But you don't know who I am. <laughs> what difference does that make? In any way, I do know who you are. You're Inspector Harwell of the Willett Falls Police Department. The conductor told me that, too. What's your name? Dorothy. Dorothy Jones. I hate the name of Jones, don't you? No. No, I like it. And I like Dorothy, too. I used to know a Dorothy once. Did you? Yes, she looked something like you. She was blonde and tall and young and pretty like you. Thank you. Whatever happened to her? What? Where is she now? Oh, she went away. She took a long trip. On a boat, I think. Oh, I've always wanted to go on a long trip. I never get the chance, though. Maybe you will. Say, your prisoner, he's certainly a sound sleeper, isn't he? Uh, yes. Yes, he is that. He doesn't even look like he's breathing. No, no, some people sleep that way, I guess. He could be dead and you wouldn't even know it, would you? Don't talk like that. What? What's wrong, Inspector? You seem worried. I'm not worried. Why should I be worried? It's just that this job gets on my nerves. I'm not made of steel. You know, you're not much like a detective. What makes you say that? I thought all detectives had nerves of steel. I, I didn't think any of you ever got bothered, but... Inspector, your coat. What? Your coat. It's got blood on it. Oh, oh well, I was I was peeling an apple. I cut my hand. I, I cut my hand, you understand? Oh, what are you staring at? It's the other man who's bleeding. It's the other man. I... Quiet. I... Quiet. You hear me? Don't raise your voice. You... 
You've got a gun. Yes, his gun. And you may be assured that I'll use it unless you do exactly as I say. Now, listen closely, Miss Jones. On the floor beneath this seat, you'll find the keys to these handcuffs. Be good enough to get them for me, please. Quickly, please. Here. Thank you. There. That's better. Now, why, Miss Jones, you appear to be shocked. Is something troubling you? You're not the inspector. You... You're a murderer. You killed Inspector Harwell, didn't you? I'm afraid so. Oh, but come now. Let's not be morbid about it. They'll catch you. They will. I hardly think so. You see, Miss Jones, since you've been kind enough to help me dispense with these bracelets, the problem of escape really becomes quite simple once again. What are you going to do? You're frightened of me, aren't you? You're thinking that I might kill you? That's an understandable emotion. Don't. Don't come any closer. Keep away from me. I'll relieve you of your coat, please. What? What do you want with my coat? You're tearing it. Of course. I shall need these strips of cloth to bind and gag you. Now, hold out your wrists and we'll slip these bracelets on. There, now, we'll bind your feet. No. No, let me go. I'll have to ask you not to struggle, Miss Jones. I realize how unpleasant this must be for you. However, it would be considerably more unpleasant if I should be forced to pull this trigger. You must be out of your mind. Oh, now, that's strange. Inspector Harwell said the same thing. Just before he died. Now open your mouth, please. No, I... No, there. No. That's fine. I do. Well, now I... Oh. I believe it's time for me to take my leave. I'll say goodbye and... Oh. Wait. Wait a minute. The train's slowing down. Something's wrong. They... Oh. oh of course, the train's taking your side. I'll wait until we slow down a bit more, and then I shall... I shall leap from this window... In approximately 30 minutes, this train will be pulling into Banning City. But without me, because Miss Jones, I'll be on my way to freedom. It's done, and I've planned it all myself. Nothing could go wrong now. Nothing. Well, goodbye, Miss Jones. Dorothy. Goodbye. Catch this wire from Cartwright. Holy smoke, so that's the delay. Let me have that phone, Mac. Hello? Hello. This is the station agent Banning City. You better send an ambulance to Centerville Junction. Some guy jumped in front of an eastbound special just as it was passing the local. Huh? No, he's dead. Goodbye. <laughs> been listening to Obsession. has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.
that's the show for this week. But don't forget, there are thousands more like it at RelicRadio.com. Horror, strange tales, science fiction, crime, all available for free. If you'd like to donate to Relic Radio and help keep it all free, you can do that through the website as well. Visit donate.relicradio.com to find out more about that and see the special downloadable sets that are available. My thanks to those who have donated, and thanks for listening today. Talk to you again next week. Thank you.